yet, you know, it was just sort of staying up here, yeah? And I looked at him and I told him, you know, don't come back to the afternoon meeting. Just go out and get do some service, not to someone you know, but to, let's say, a soup kitchen or anything. And you'll get the sense of what you're hoping to understand by reading the book. You'll get the sense of what it's like to feel out of oneself. Yeah? And it's much quicker. It won't take 500 pages. Because that thing, that just sort of, it may have, a, it may have the idea of being out of self, but it tracks back into the sense of self. Yeah? Because it's you that's taking the knowledge. Yeah? In the service aspect, you're used as a giving. Yeah? And in a sense, you have it by giving it away. You have it by giving it away. It's not a product that you can have like you like a television or a chair. But there is a having of it, and that's in the essence of giving it away. Yeah. So in other words, it's it's a in a way it's a verb and it's not a noun. Yeah. It's not something you can get and then put on your spiritual mantle and when you look at it you'll remember that day something happened. Yeah? No, this is a living gift. In a way, and that gift keeps on giving through the giving. Yeah. So, like I come from recovery, and we have a triangle in it to represent the whole program. And uh, people, a lot of times, just want to bookend it, thinking it's only for alcoholics and addicts. But when it was first put out there, which was a divine download, yeah, really, it was put out, and they had ideas that it would be helpful for anybody. To tell you the truth, and now. It's been so pigeonholed just to be for addicts and alcoholics, which is what the mind does. It just sort of, you know, partitions and, and cuts and slices everything so that you're not you're not uh, open to it. Yeah, like some people even in AA now, you introduce a new idea and they say it's not AA. <laughs> you know, what I mean that's their defense. But in the recovery symbol, it says unity, which we've got to have a common purpose. Recovery which is not sobriety. Drinking is, not drinking is sobriety, but it doesn't necessarily lead to recovery. But you need to have, be sober to recover. But they're not the same thing. Sobriety allows you to look at the causes and conditions that caused you to drink and use. Not looking in that, at that as the cause, but as an effect of the real cause, which is, is to me, identification as a self. The feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate unit, yes? And that sense is reinforced by the mind. Well, I want to get back to it. So it says recovery, unity, and service. So it's a very big aspect. And I find in my little, you know, there is opportunities of service in the, the, when I used to go to non-duality meetings, but most of the people would go and then leave. There wouldn't be much of that going on as if there was something that was too dualistic in it, yes, that, you know, there is no me, so therefore there's no me to do service, so instead of dropping the me, you drop the service. (laughs) 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 So, I just want to throw it in there, and then, like, also community, like Dave, and Erica, and Julie, and everyone here, they're in a community, the Shakti, or Bhakti, whatever, you know, Kirtan, and that community. And I'm in a community. And the community is also a very important aspect to have a sense of well-being here. Yeah? Like, our community of recovery 
It's like the old days when you were in a tribe and you would go every night sit around a fire and hang out with the other tribe members. We have that all around the world at meetings. Yeah. So you get fed these things that don't you're not noticed, you're not really looking for them, but they give they produce an even keel or a well balanced in your life here. In other words, like the top spins not length over either way. It spins pretty pretty good. And therefore it doesn't lose any momentum by spinning like this, which is going to slow it up. But this spinning keeps on going, yeah? So I just wanted to throw it out there because I've been doing a lot of talks. Last night I did it at a big recovery setting. And, uh, man, that place excites me because it just does. Because it's the tribe I'm in, you know? And then I did one in Toronto, which had nothing to do with recovery people. And yet they're suffering from something that, in a way, is spiritual seeking, which to me I see as a disease also. And you guys don't have, a, like, an intervention. You don't have a 28-day program. Yeah, You don't have someone that will come over your house and take all your books away and your DVDs and, and you're wanting to uh, sign up for the next intensive. Yeah? Really, to put a stop to it and then just take you to like Kmart for a couple of days and walk around in the ordinariness of this place. Yeah? So I saw the suffering in those first talks I started doing. And uh, it's funny because my girlfriend, she has no, she doesn't have a spiritual bone in her body if you want to think of it that way. And she just fell upon the talks I used to do, I did in San Francisco. And uh, the quality of her getting it is so good because she doesn't have much baloney in there. Yeah? She just, and then when she comes on these tours with me, when she can, she's amazed about the people, how complex and confusing they're making it. Where it's very, very simple. She has a sense of presence that was the most, is the most influential aspect of her life that didn't seem to be obvious before. That's all that happens, yeah? So, this idea of... Uh, and, you know, you see, you come to these meetings. How many meetings have you come to? Yeah. And there's a hope that, you know, someday you're going to get it. Yeah. And yet, how long, you know, and maybe you're civilized now at the 50th meeting. But after, like, 300 meetings, you're going to be fucking pissed. You know what I mean? And it's going to start showing. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, I hate this fucking shit. You know? And that, and the subtle sometimes of us and them, yes? The person sitting there, either covertly, overtly, implying that they got something you don't have, which is total bullshit. Yeah? It sets up a dynamic of us and them right there. Yeah? And then all, and it's talked about unity in it. But the unity, the talking about the unity, is reinforcing the dualistic aspect of it. So, in my take here, there's a mental process that's going on, and I call it selfing, if you haven't heard it before. And in this process of selfing, what, is it, what it does is it infers and assumes and implies that there's a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, cast as the doer of most, most things. So whatever conscious contact is bringing about into our experience, let's say thinking, you're thrown into being the thinker of it. Yeah, That's what selfing does. It sort of puts in a position of claiming conscious contact and now you become what's conscious. Yeah, And therefore, the possibility of being unconscious becomes available. Instead of seeing it as just consciousness, it's now some quality or attribute you have a lot to do with. 
Either if I do all this work, I'll become really conscious, and if I stop doing the work, I'll become less conscious. Yet, how can you, part, how can you parse consciousness? Yeah? So the consciousness is bringing about our day-to-day. We're hearing it, seeing it, feeling it, tasting it, touching it, and we're also hearing the thoughts about it. Yeah? And yet, the mental process of selfing places itself where the consciousness is, and now you're the seer, you're the hearer, you're the feeler, you're the taster, you're the toucher, you're the thinker. This is like a hijack. And as soon as the hijack is in place, which it can never be actually so, it can only seem to be in place. Yeah. So it's sort of like a magic trick. It seems to be there, but what has to happen for it to to continue to seem to be there, there's got to be a lot of reinforcement to make what's not so seem to be so. Yeah? And so that's the inner dialogue. The selfing is like, I, I always use this example because it works well. I, came, I hadn't been here in a while or something and my hair had grown, which is what it does, you know? <laughs> and people were going, oh, you've grown your hair, Paul. And I said, I'm not, actually, I haven't grown my hair. I just haven't cut my hair. Yeah? And it seemed like a novel idea. And then I went off like, yeah, like, I go home every week for two hours and I grow my hair. And I've even joined a growing hair club and we get together and see how we're doing. But this is what the language does. The language implies you have something to do with something you have nothing to do with. Quite a lot. This is just a very you know, small example, but it's not isolated there. It's constantly assuming that you and I have a lot to do with something we have nothing to do with. Yeah? This is called the bondage of self. So the move the selfing implies or infers or assumes, right, or refers to you as the doer. And that you is sort of identified as a body. Okay? Now, for something to seem to be so, the word seemingly is a really important word because that's what it says. It appears to be true or false to you. Yes? So today, if I'm not doing well today, this, is, this could be a real problem. Yeah? The next day I'm doing pretty good, it's not a problem. The next day I'm not doing good, it is a problem. Yeah? What is it? Is it a problem or isn't it a problem? It's neither. Yeah? It's been given all the meaning it has. Now, if something seems so real to you, it must be reality that's giving it that meaning. Yeah? Yeah? If something that isn't so can seem so, 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 it must be seeming so, so, so to what? What's so? You and I are what St. Francis mentioned with the statement, what's looking is what you're looking for. What's looking is the reality. Yeah? And when it's looking in a skewed way, which is self-identification, yeah, or self-centeredness, it's now giving things the meaning of being real. Yeah? Where did they get the reality that they seem to have? They could only get it from reality. You're the seeing, yeah? And in, and in your seeing, something that isn't so can seem to be really so. How could that be if it isn't so? It must be seeming to be so to you, which is what's so. Not as Paul or Mary or Shiva, but as the what's looking. How could, re, how could something that's an illusion seem so real unless the reality was lending the reality to it? Yeah. And that's what's going on all day, isn't it? That's like the Course of Miracle puts it in a very beautiful way. 
that you and I are the dreamer or the dreaming of this dream, yeah, this experience. We forgot that we're dreaming it, and in the forgetting, we've given everything that we've dreamt the power to affect us. What power, where does that thing that has no power, where does it get the power? From the sole source of power, the reality. And where is that occurring now? It's what's looking. How could it be? How could it not be? How, we have an acronym in, in recovery called FEAR, false evidence appearing real. Yeah? Now, how can false evidence appear real? It can't be real, but it can appear to be real. To who? I would say it can only appear to be real to what is real. Where else is this going to get that meaning of reality from? It can't grow it itself. It's false. Yeah. It can't get it from any other false things. They have no freaking idea of it. It must be when the reality doesn't see it in a clear way, it lends its reality to that thing. And then that thing bites you in the ass. How else could this be happening? How else could you have so much surety that this is so unless it was so that was giving it? Where else would it get this is so from? It's being lent to it. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. We can give the meaning of reality to this. Yeah? And then it will seem to be freaking real. Not forever, but in time. And it can pretty it can go for sixty or seventy years. Yeah. If timelessness was introduced, it would be like that. But in time, it can seemingly be so. It can be appearing to be true or false to you because you are the reality. You are the reality. You have the ability to recognize falsehood and you also have the ability to make something that's not so seem so. Hey, can you ask the question later? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll start. Because it's sort of like a souffle, you know? <laughs> it's like baking. And I don't bake often, like uh, Erica, so I'm just giving, I'm giving my shot tonight. This is my own recipe. You see how much, how could, you know, they say you're the only reality. In fact, you are. How is this quote-unquote reality having any sense of reality unless reality is lending it to it? Yeah? And how do we so freely give it? We give it through the auspices of, an, of the mind becoming identified as something it's not. It's become identified as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's now claimed to be the seeing, the seer, but it loses all sense of the seeing. And what you truly are can't be seen, can't be heard, cannot be felt, cannot be touched, can never be freaking experienced. It's beyond all that. It's like that old example, the eye can't turn around and see the eye. What's conceiving cannot be conceived of. Yeah? What's truly conceiving can't be conceived of. What's seeing cannot be seen. What's hearing cannot be heard. Yeah? That's the reality. And in this event, that reality is lending in of, of itself to things. To this thing, through the identification as self, and then from this identification to all other things. Yeah? So instead of trying to say, that's not real, that's not real, that's not real, we question, is this so? If this isn't so, all that reality that's been given to all these things comes back to the one reality. And can, you know how you can make something so, so, so? Yeah? Like some people can, and out of nothing, 
nothing's happening, but they're thinking. There's thinking going on, and they're thinking about something that's not even close to happening. It was, and it's even farther out than that, about a future event that has never happened, <laughs> and yet it produces an effect. Yeah? If your thoughts, if your mind starts thinking about three years from now, it can produce an effect now. How could that be? Unless the effect isn't coming from three years from now, but from the mind that's entertaining it. That it was, it's going to be so, so now you feel like it's so now. This isn't like a, a passive spiritual victimhood. This is incredibly empowering, the revelation. Yeah. Because it all goes back to you, not the you you think you are. See, what happened with me was, here's the aperture of the mind. You may not know it, but where most of us have been locked into an aperture called self-centeredness. So we're seeing life is happening to us. That's basically the direction. We don't see life happening. Some moments when we're really enjoying things, but usually life is happening to us. So there's the aperture. Then you entertain some possibilities, maybe like the one tonight. And what occurs is the aperture opens up. It doesn't open up like this. It opens up like this. And then what was taking itself to be behind the camera is seen to be in front of the camera. What is it that's seeing this? It's not looking from it anymore, it's seeing it. Yeah? That's the reality. And through this identification, that is giving all of this all the meaning it has. Because there's no way in hell this could give anything the meaning of reality. Because it's not real. Yeah? It's got to be what's behind it that's giving everything the meaning of reality. So it's lending its own nature to everything else in this freaking dream. And then all those things were dreamt, we forgot we're the dreamer of it, and they have the ability and the power to affect us, which is our power. They don't have any power. How is something that's seemingly so have any ability to affect? How could an illusion hurt you unless you take it to be real? Yes. How would it get that, real, that sense of reality but from reality? Where else is it going to get it? Illusion cannot produce reality. It's illusory. Yeah? But it can, illusion can appear to reality to seem to be so. And then the reality, that power given freely through the identification as this, to that, and then that punches this in, in the face. And then we pray for some big power, pray to God and this and that, and we play a victim. And then we want a savior, and every savior you'll end up fucking hating, you'll kill him. Because, or you'll see the Buddha on the street and you'll shoot him. Because the mind doesn't really want to be reminded of what it is in this little play. It wants to participate playing this victim when it's the source of all power. Yeah. How can this seem so so real and not real, and then so real again? Where does it get the reality? Where does it get it? It can't shop for it. There's no store to get it. It must be what's seeing it, which is the reality, lending the reality through being blind by this form of looking called self-centeredness, 
and believing everything is real outside and it's its own reality that it's giving to it. Yeah? And in a sense, it, it now forgets about its reality by making all of this real. Wake up. You know. Bring it back. See. This was a trip. When I first heard this message, I remember I shared the lady who shared I said, wow, I came in here and now I seen, I was thinking I was seeing mental states, but I thought I was seeing mental states from my real state. And now I've just been revealed that that was a mental state. Yeah? And so the aperture went like this, and some of me that wasn't included in the content was suddenly included in the content. This happened maybe six or seven times the first year or two. Then I had enough. I, my mind went to the principle of it. There is no Paul. Yeah? Because every time the, the pop-up of Paul was now pontificating about all that it saw, it was suddenly seen. <laughs> and then some, and then another one would pop up, a more spiritual, a more adept Paul, and then it was seen. And then so was, after six or seven examples, I got it. I didn't have to go through 800 more examples. My mind expanded on the principle that was revealed. Yeah, There is no Paul. There's, all there is is verbing. All there is is selfing. Selfing, selfing, selfing going on, and it implies that there's a self that is going on too. People call me all the time. They get this little bit of knowledge and they go, oh, I've been selfing all day. Yeah? No, you haven't. That's the product of the selfing, is to have the feeling of being the doer. Or the being the one who's done too. Yeah? That's it. That's the trance. Not the selfing. The selfing is just facilitating mind. Yeah? Everything here is being used. Everything. Every thought is being used, held by the bridge of I'm the thinker of it, to produce huge effects in your life. Yet the same thoughts in someone else's head, right? If you could see them as theirs, they wouldn't have any effect on you. But as soon as they're held as yours, they have a huge amount of effect. Where's the effect coming from? From the thought? Or from the supposed seer of the thought? There's no reality here other than what we've lent it. Haven't you heard, just read the books they talk about in Buddhism? Everything is inherently empty. Why do you think that means? What's filling them up? The emptiness isn't filling itself up. We're filling it up. We're filling it up. The seeing has been bastardized into a form of looking called self-centeredness, and we're blind to the seeing. And yet we're... the. If the heist has already occurred, now you're using the contraband seeing, in a sense, because it's a form of looking now, and you're trying to look for what's seeing. And it doesn't succeed. All you do is seek, 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 and you're in that hamster cage, and the hamster cages aren't motorized. You're the energy. The hamster cage isn't moving. You're not stuck in a hamster. You're, you're giving it the oomph. You're, you're, you're the power. You're the energy source. If you'd stop the, it wouldn't be the hamster cage as a verb. It would just be sitting there. You're doing it. Yes. This is called responsibility. Respond to the ability. And then respond to what's prior to the ability to give everything all the meaning it has. The only meaning, true meaning there is. Reality, yeah? Respond to that ability. 
what's prior to the ability to give meaning to everything. So listen, if this is what's happening, if you have any respect for the Course of Miracles, read what it says. Lesson two, every, I have, we, you and I have given everything, everything all the meaning it has. And then they go on that, there, nothing means anything and this and that. And then they finally say, why all this is so is that you're seeing only from the past. Yeah? And what, what the hell is a sense of self? It's a remembrance. There is no self to generate a sense of itself. Yeah? It's not animated. It's given life by our entertaining it. So, how does the mind entertain it? It thinks about you, which is represented as a body in the past, and it also thinks about you as a body in the future. And because it's about you, you're pretty attentive to it. Yeah? And in that attention is the seed that grows the whole thing. Yeah? And what happens is now, you're remembering you three years ago, but you're actually, actually, you're not remembering you then. You're remembering that you, you're thinking about three years ago now. And the same thing with worrying about the future. You're not worried in the future. Yeah? The, the idea of being you in a future is causing worry now. Yeah? So, you're remembering. What happens is, you, this is the logic. You were there, you're gonna be there, there you know, you were there, you will be there, therefore I am here. That's it. Your remembrance of self. That's what the selfing is doing. Because what you are doesn't need to be remembered. It's always so. There's no lapse, there's no separation, there's no time lapse that you would have to fill up with a remembrance. It's always so. It's always fresh. Yeah? So here, my thinking about me, 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 and yet the remembrance of the me isn't there but now. And that's why St. Francis says it's in self-forgetting that a lot of good shit happens. You know, you'll be reborn. And Dogen, a great Zen master from Japan, said the, the whole emphasis to study all of Buddhism is to study the self. And to study the self is to forget the self. That's what we do with these talks. We talk about what we're not. We share about what we're not so that you can recognize it as not you. And in that recognition, that's the forgetting of self. And then that, that incredibly nebulous thing you're trying to pursue as the false absence, when the absence is really told the truth about, you'll sense the presence. It won't be a dangling fruit down the road at some freaking retreat. It will be right when you walk into the store. You will have it, you will live, it's always available at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary to meet it. It's not a freaking idea. That will be a description of what how it goes. Yes. It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. That's it. It's the gateless gate, the open secret, all the ways they try to imply it's freaking insane to think it's a secret and to pay a toll, a toll at a gate. It's a gateless gate. The secret's open. It's not a secret. It's right underneath our nose. If this place seems so real to you, it's the reality of what you are giving it that meaning. How else could it get it? It can't grow reality. Falsehood cannot grow reality. Lord Jesus said that, you know, you'll judge the tree by its fruits. Yeah? A, a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. 
So if something, if false evidence is false evidence, it cannot produce a real fruit. Yeah? But false evidence can seem real to what is real. Yeah? It can. And it can seem real in time. It cannot, it can never seem real in infinity because the infinity's reality would overwhelm it. But when infinity has been forgotten with time, it can seem freaking real in there. If you go back, as far as you go back, it's what you are. You never run into a divine other being. You are that. Yeah? What's looking right now is what's looking. Or that I am that I am. You know? You have the sense of I am, you call it Paul, that's the misnomer, that's the identity, that's the story. But the I am, that's what supposedly God said, I am that I am. Yeah? What's looking is what's looking is what's looking. I find it freaking liberating here. It allows you to travel lighter. Not in high spiritual circles, but in mundane life. And what more do you want, really? Maybe you don't want what this is. Maybe you want a conceptualized version of it. Then go ahead. Yeah. There's a great statement in an old Zen thing called Faith Mind. Tons of great statements. But one is really good. It says, you can't use activity to find stillness. That would be activity. Yeah? You cannot use activity to find stillness. That would be activity. And there's no exemption to that understanding. It doesn't because you're doing, you're doing it, make you get an exemption. No. You cannot use activity to find stillness. It would be activity. You cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You cannot use light to find light. You cannot use the mind to find the mind. Yeah? It's a spiritual axiom that's laying right out in the open. To save you what? Time. Yeah. Why enslave what's looking to the you that's looking for? Yeah. Why not, if you do have the ability to give such meaning to things, why not you turn, why not take this possibility? Take that ability, which is, con- you don't need any faith in it, you see it all day, how you're giving meaning to things. Why not, Give that meaning that you can give to something of being real to reality. Why not why not entertain what's so is what's so by telling the truth about what's not so? Yeah, that's how it worked with me. Yeah? All I did was see what I wasn't, and then I realized that's what I am. Yeah? And then all that meaning giving, a, a large chunk of it went to that. And I'll tell you something, when you finally match your ability to make things seem so, 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 to what is so, you cannot believe how revelatory that is. You've hit the freaking, you've hit the, you, the pot, you know, what is jackpot, yeah? All those numbers, you know, like if you were doing a roulette thing, you've always, you always put it on 34 black, and it came up 35 black. This finds suddenly your best right on the right number. Bing! And now you're making reality seem real in your life. 
And you know what's going to happen? It's going to demonstrate it is real. It may start with entertaining, but it doesn't stay in entertaining. It becomes what's so. An unspoken yes. Very fucking convincing. You know? You don't need to run around trying to get approval and get measured to see how you're doing in your spiritual... You just know in your gut that everything's okay. Why? Because it's seemingly okay. Traveling lighter on a fucking broad way. Sorry I'm cursing that again. I was with my, my people last night, the recovery people. And we like to use curse words to emphasize, emphasize something, usually how screwed we are. Yeah, why not? That's what this invitation is. Entertain the possibility. Because what is entertaining the possibility truly makes all possibility possible. Yeah? Why turn it why try to make apples into oranges? Why not rest in what's real? Yeah. See what downloads will occur in your life. The dilemma is one of them is like we shared the other night. Let's say I have a big tumor in my side and I just assumed it was me. Yeah. So to co- to sort of uh, co- you know adapt to that, I had to get a lot of tailored t-shirts, you know, to let that tumor breathe, so to speak, jackets and everything like that. And I met girl, and a girl had a tumor, and we rubbed tumors together, and everything's going well. And someone finally breaks the news to me, hey, you could get that removed. It's not you. What? What a novel idea. But immediately you would think you would jump at it, but now I'm reserved because I have a lot of expensive shirts. <laughs> you know, my jackets have been tailored to fit around this. I don't know if I'm that into this solution. Yeah, I want a solution that includes the tumor, not not to take out the tumor. I want to be there to experience my own absence, so to speak. I don't want to just be absent. I want to be there to see it. <laughs> you can't get that one. <laughs> You're never going to be there to realize your own absence. <laughs> You're just going to see it is. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> it's the investment that has a lot to do with it, I swear. If you were on a path for 20 years, would you really, really entertain the, the immediate, spontaneous, timeless solution? You would have probably a cons- you'd have to consider it how to make it into a time project, don't you think? Why? Why? You know, most conditional minds would, wouldn't they? They would check out all the value they have of not having it, and it would probably sort of dismiss the invitation. Or you try to make it something that fits in your frame, yeah. Where this is very, very without wanting to be, it's very confronting because the nothingness of it doesn't budge. It can't, it's not like Plato. Yeah? It's not like, it doesn't form, it doesn't become malleable to your conceptual framework. It could care less about your opinions. Yeah? Unless there's a surrender or something, and you submit to the possibility that, in a sense, you're irrelevant. And relevance is really what the selfing's been trying to produce. To make, to have some say here, to have some real impact. Yeah? But to see that it's irrelevant may not be a very nice reflection. Yeah? But if you could stand that, I'll tell you something. What will take the place of that?
you won't even seal it, see it as a deal. You drop, just basically drop nothing. You just drop the rock. So find out what reality is. It's at work right now. Reality is what's making this real. Seemingly, yeah? If reality decided not, you won't listen to people who say they woke up or something. Suddenly, all of a sudden, what was so real is not real anymore. Who's What, what brought that about? The only thing that could bring that about is reality. And they were the reality at all times, Yeah? At one point, the reality is making what wasn't real seem real, so therefore it seemed to be. And then something happened, it wasn't, and now it seems to be real. Yeah? I'm not even saying you'll wait for that event. Use that ability to make things real and make that real. And you know what? Because it's so, it's going to verify that possibility, that, that chance you may take to entertain it. It will verify it. Anyone who has entertained this message... I don't care what they say, they have, their light, their light has gotten lighter. Yeah. It's sort of like a weather front. You may not have seen the big bright light coming through the cloud, but the weather front has lifted and now there's a lot more light in the space you seem to inhabit. I don't see anyone that can deny that. So, let's not judge it because it's not appearing the way you think it wants to. You want it to appear. Let's just see if it's freaking working. Yeah? See if you're allowed to, tra- if you're, your traveling light is stabilizes, and that becomes the baseline of your life. Not this incredible agitated treble of selfing, but a nice baseline. All the way, yeah? Like a silent note that, that is beneath and in and around all other notes, yeah? So, yeah. could go on and on. Maybe I have questions because I don't want it to enter beating a dead horse. I'm not a believer in retreats, seriously. I'm not a believer in intensives. I'm not a believer in going on and on and on. More is not better in this realm, in my view. Yeah, It can be a simple little glance and it will do you a whole lot more than 800 pages of scriptures. Yeah, It's mind and mind alone that is pulling the strings. Yeah, I have faith in mind. I don't need to inundate it with knowledge. All I got to do is ent- produce, bring a possibility to it, and then see it entertain it. And then its entertaining will express in my life, and I'll know the tree by the fruit. Yeah? I don't want to have a deep study of every fruit that's on the tree. I want to taste the fruit. Yeah? I don't want to be a knower of fruit. Yeah? Like Ramana Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. In selfing, to know God is to be a knower of God. The emphasis still on you. Yeah? But in Rama's view, to know God is to be God. Yeah? Now, how are you going to become what you already are? That's how quick it is. Yeah? It's a bad career choice, because if I had intensives and retreats, I could draw it out for ten days, have tons of filler, we'd eat great gourmet food, Erica would be cooking, incredible yoga classes, Julie and Erica and Shiva Das and music, but I would like just to make it a, a true advert- advertisement and just tell the truth about it. We're just going to get together and hang out. Because I, I, I used to sell Buddhas, you know, I used to get statuary from back, uh, from Asia, 
And when I'd get a big shipment, I'd have a sale outside my house. I lived on a busy road, so lots of traffic. So one day, a guy stopped in, and he wanted to buy a Buddha. Yeah? And, he, and he gave me these incredible full-color brochures. He was a meditation teacher. And he was, having, he was holding one meditation, quote, meditation retreat, in Costa Rica kayaking. And in another, and another meditation retreat, in like some other freaking Belize, you know, uh, sail, sail gliding, whatever. And you know, well, we throw in a one hour or two of meditation all day, and, but it's like a med- it's not a meditation, it's a vacation. Yeah? Take the freaking, all the meaning out of it and just have freaking fun. If that's the case. But I'll tell you, I don't believe anyone who says that something happened to him, that it happened to him through a freaking process. I do not see that. I do not. Yeah? I mean, processes have their value, but they don't produce the good because the, good, the goods is prior to production. Yeah? They can sort of diminish the mental states that are causing you to be blind to it, but nothing builds it up. Nothing it makes it. It is already so. And you know what? Milking it more and more doesn't mean it's going to give out more milk. It's just going to get sore and you. Yeah? It's like that relaxed awareness in Dokchen. You ever hear of Dokchen, the great perfection, Tibetan Buddhism? They talk about the relaxed awareness and they have a nice thing where they find a day where there's no, sky, no clouds in the sky and you just gaze in the sky an empty sky, because it's like a very symbolic of the mind, yeah? The mind is like empty sky, in, in one way, because everything is appearing in it, yet whatever is appearing in it doesn't touch the sky, yeah? The sky allows all this stuff to happen, but nothing of what nothing is causing an effect on the sky, no matter how much is happening, yeah? That's what mind is like. Mind has never been tattooed, either ink or henna, by anything you've ever done here. It's pristine, pristine clarity and emptiness. It is the reality. And it's lending itself, it's lending itself, which is the feeling of being real to all these things through this thing. It's this identification as this thing that's giving every other thing the meaning, just like they say in Hinduism. First there's the identification and everything is given name and form. What is this but name and form? Yeah? The body and form. Yeah? And from there ensues all other names and forms. Yeah? But what was prior to the name and form? The nameless and the formless. And that is giving all the meaning to the name and form. Not nothing in name and form has any meaning unless it's been given to it by what's the nameless and the formless. Yeah. And who's the who's the emissary of that in this experience? You and I. It is what's looking, like St. Francis said. What's looking is what you're looking for. Right now, people go, all right, they hear it, they go, where, where? No, what's looking now? Yeah? It's not what it's looking at. The same thing, the same what's looking is looking at pornography in some screen somewhere in Philadelphia. The same what's looking is looking at a deity's face in a beautiful painting. But it's still the same what's looking. And that's what all of us, as all these different yous, are truly looking for. And he's attempting to save us a huge amount of time. Yeah? Just making that simple, precise statement. What are you left with? Not, not, not page two, page three, page four. 
Yeah? We were going to write this book, you know, and what we were going to do is, let's say you have a statement like that, and then it would be underneath footnote, further illumination about this, turn to page 67. You'd p- turn to page 67, nothing would be there. <laughs> and we want to see how, how many empty pages we could get away with. So, you know, you read something really cool, 48, look at page 93 for further information, empty. <laughs> What happens then? The mind is left with itself. Yeah? Then the original face is noticed. It's not a thing. Yes. So. Any questions? You have a question? No? Not anymore. All right, good. <laughs> that was wise, grasshopper. <laughs> I don't like questions. No, I don't mind. I, when I used to go to the talks, like people did talks, I thought it was so easy they fell into therapy, you know? And uh, I used to like when they presented whatever they presented, but then the, it was like a crapshoot if it was going to go good or not after that. When <laughs> people got up and started asking questions, usually about relationships, you know? So, <laughs> I would say they should have cut it off at the root. Don't let it go there. You know, the teacher just said, you could have cut it off and not play that game and just stay on point finally. See, in Buddhism, they talk about in, in, uh, the Eightfold Noble Path. Yes? You ever heard of that? And if you look at it as a linear progression, though I've had people, Buddhist people, come and argue with this, and I'm just using it as a... It's not that. It's a conveying something. But it says right view, right understanding, right livelihood, right meditation. Yes? And But the right view is at the first one because the, the rightness is in the view. And that migrates into the understanding, into the doing, into the meditation. You can't produce the rightness of the view by meditation, doing, and understanding. The view itself, which is vision, really, yeah, that's where the right is, and that's linked to everything else. But you can't get to that from everything else. Yeah? Yeah? It's kind of like, what I'm hearing is, it's kind of like reframing everything. Like you have like this picture, and you just kind of chill it a little bit. That's right. You keep chilling it and chilling it. Yeah. And that's the only practice that there is. Well, it's more like you know, like uh, one guy explained it in a way I like. Wei Wu Wei, I think he went into this. He's a trippy. He was a trippy dude. He talked about the positive, negative of a picture. Now everyone's here is taking the positive of the picture to be so, but it came out of the negative. Yeah. The negative was the real picture. Then it goes into these chemicals, and then it turns into the positive. That's what's happening here. No thing, this is the reality. It moves through this, and then this, the chemicals and the stuff of this, all the conditioning, now are what the negative sits in, and now it becomes a positive, where it can be seen. Yeah? So in a sense, we're attempting to, to question that chemical reaction, and not take the positive as positive, but the negative as the positive, in a way. Yeah? Because that's the true picture. Yeah, and then you have the positive in all of its colors, but there's something that's the reality isn't isn't resting completely there. It's in the negative, and that's what allows traveling lighter. Yeah, but then I have nothing to do, so I'm happy to <laughs> have a message. But yeah, and just practicing. You're practicing all day. If what would it you could call being meditated a practice, right. but you're not at the helm, yeah. And if you're sort of uh, uh, onto that sense, 
the feeling is much more that there's meditation, a meditativeness than a medi- um, doing a meditation. You feel meditated in a way. I mean, you get a sense that you you seem there is a location of being in the content, but it's truly the context that's doing everything. Yeah. Rather than you meditating, you're being meditated. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like when you like uh, these talks, especially in AA. Uh, you'd feel like if I did service, I used to lead a lot of workshops in AA uh, before I became famous. <laughs> and I would be there and every Monday night uh, for like 19 years, really, at this place. And if I was in America, I led this thing. And, uh, and I was in many different conditions those month, a lot of those Monday nights. Like sometimes five minutes before, my parent princess broke up with me. Sometimes I had no money. Sometimes I was really sick whatever, and I had many considerations, I can't do it, but it just showed up, and every time, the batting average was a thousand, if I was willing to be the conduit, the hose, the water came through. That was very convincing, because all of my considerations and opinions had absolutely no sway on the event, as long as I put my ass into that position, yeah? And so some people say, you can't give away what you don't have, but I say, you have it by giving it away. (laughs) You don't need to have it already. You, you're willing to give it away, and then you have it. Yeah, that's my view. But yeah. I also see you, regardless of all the mind or the other thoughts that you had, you showed up. Yeah, exactly. And who was it not you that showed up? That's right, exactly. The you wouldn't have showed up. That's why, right. same thing with these talks. Exactly. Every talk I've ever showed up at, it's because I'm not there. If it was me, I would have ducked out of this one. I've just done eight in a row. And my head says, you know, fuck this. I'm getting tired of this shit. Yeah, but the fact is, you just follow your seat assignment, and then it's almost like it's a different life that's being led, and it's been the truth the whole time. You just had a story going on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you had this little illusion that you were all there was. You had it going on. You were just you were just a transportation for something to go on. <laughs> I say so. Yeah. Well, look at your own life. How how much does a pow- how much does a thought have? How much power does a thought have when it's preceded by my my thought? A lot of freaking power. Where is that power coming from? What's be- what's behind the mind? Not on the other side of the thought, but the behind the mind is what giving that thought all the power it has over us. The dreaming. The dreaming. Yes. You read the course or whatever book. Uh, really apply it. They're not. They're not meant to be to to uh, become mind candy. They're meant to be applied. Where you look at it and see if it hits you. Like when I first heard, "You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has." It stopped me in my tracks, and to this day, it constantly stops me in my tracks. It was the perceptual axiom that's going on. I explained all like thirty something years of my life in that one little statement. All right. So, so, you know, if I'm giving everything the meaning it has, it mustn't have much meaning other than what I give it. Ah, so, then what's, it must, this, the reality must be this way, not this way, yeah? This is like the end of the line, the beginning of the line is from the reality, not what's appearing to be real. It's the reality that's giving it that meaning, yeah? Then all the blame and being a victim gets dismissed with no thought or effort on your part. The mind just corrects its own mistake, in a way. 
It's just it recalibrates, and it, how it was looking, it's not looking like that anymore. It sees it. Yeah. End of story. Well, you know, how could I even go on a tour like this? I was in a rehab. I slept in a rehab, you know, the other night. If I had to prepare like two hours of, you know, purification in the morning, I'm going to diners with people. We're eating like fucking oily omelets. I can't go to Whole Foods. There's no Whole Food in Dover. You know what I mean? I'm not getting any catered meals coming to me. <laughs> I mean, if you had any idea of how it should be, you'd be fucking pretty upset. Yeah. You wouldn't be traveling well. Now, you can travel great on a retreat. Who can't? Just like in recovery... People are in a 28-day program, they do great. The 29th day is the biggest day. Because as soon as they leave that little incubator, all hell breaks loose. This is about, it's dog shit awareness. It's applications where the rubber meets the road daily. Daily. Not in some conceptual circumstance, which are nice to visit, the great oasis, but you're going to be on the main road of life a lot. Yeah?
consciousness moving through an animal is different than consciousness moving through a human. People take plants to have the plant consciousness affect the human consciousness, like ayahuasca and other things like that, yeah? So there's differences in consciousness in a way. And you can say, oh, there is this consciousness. There is. But in expression, it's different by the vehicle it moves through, yeah? So my spectrum of seeing is different than the eagle. Eagle's got unbelievable eyesight, and like dogs smell 20 times more, more than we do and stuff, yes? So this has brought about consciousness moving through different filters and having a, and then being conscious of different experiences. But then there's the context of awareness that's not playing in that game. It's the context, yeah? So you can become aware of being conscious, yes? You can be you. You can watch the conscious contact going on and be the awareness of the conscious contact, not the one who's conscious, but the awareness of the conscious contact, which forgets the one. Yes, forgets the sense of self. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you said, these things that seem different become included, inclusive. Yeah, they're just arising and arising and arising. And then being viewed by split mind, they're put into different camps, yeah? Now, but when you see the falsity of that, things will let be what they are, because they're not. Rise, and they do their, like, oh, this is the opposite of that, but in the context, there's no opposite, you know? It's just, it, it, it leavens everything out, just the expanse of mind, yeah? It's a nice way, just entertain it if you... You've heard, these, there's pros in here. There's people who have much bigger spiritual resumes than I do in this room. Tons more. Yeah? Just entertain the possibility. See what happens. And, you know, and then maybe you'll have to begrudgingly admit things are getting better without you doing much. Yeah? And then you realize, oh, Jesus, the only way I can really accept things getting better if I have something to do with it. See that? Uh, where did that come from? And then you know, yeah. A lot like the Course in Miracles says, the biggest uh, problem with enjoying the holy instant, which is this moment, is that you don't believe you deserve it. So you're, you are setting this, this path of having to prepare yourself for the holy instant. Yet, it says in the Course that all you need is a little bit of willingness. The power of mind will, will, will give all the rest. Yeah? Just like they used to say, take one step towards God and he'll take 99 steps. All you need is a little willingness, not preparation, willingness, yeah? Just like with me. I wasn't prepared to do workshops. I was willing to do the workshop. And because of that willingness, what needed to, what, what needed to happen in the workshop came through, this, this apparatus, yeah? Not because I had knowledge or understanding. I had willingness. That's all. And a very little bit of willingness. So that's all. And that's it. And it says you don't have to prepare and this and that because the idea of preparing is based on you playing God. With God, in a sense. You're thinking, well, no, sorry, I'm not ready. Yeah? <laughs> this unconditional love's come at you. No, no, I've got to prepare to receive this. I've got to clean. No, no, but it's there to be received. You're the one that's putting a requirement on it, not it. Yeah? Which I would say is playing God with that idea of God. Which we say in recovery, that's the first thing, the biggest thing you've got to do is quit playing God. How can the e- what you would call it, the ego or the selfing, how can the ego play God unless it's being given God juice from God in a way, which is us? Yeah. 
How could something make, how could, how could nothing, something that doesn't exist, seem to exist and then give tons of meaning to other things that don't exist, like the past and the future all freaking day, unless it was brought to you by reality? And you have believed that reality is foreign to you? That's called the product of being identified as a self. When, you, when that's broken, you'll realize you are of that. You are of that reality. Yeah. Now, you know, tonight. <laughs> Not after a couple of months, but now. Thursday night, and I'm waiting to have a gluten-free cookie. Right now, that's that. That's that. Yeah. I think it's good news, to tell you the truth. I mean, Jesus, we're not asking you to do anything. Yeah? We're not. I want to sell t-shirts. I got t-shirts. I don't know. Because I don't have, I can't, I can't have intensive retreats, so I have a side business. I sell t-shirts to augment my income. Seriously. I rather, I would rather sell you a t-shirt than sign you up for an intensive. I swear to God. I just want to, maybe, I don't, you know, whatever you want to do, that's fine. You know, and of course, no one ever listens to me really because they keep on going to intensives and talking like that. <laughs> and they come back here still befuddled and, and uh, they just refuse to take any advice, but I just put it out there. You know, that, uh, <laughs> recognize what's working or not working. Maybe put it down for a little while. After the next time I'm here, not. <laughs> yeah, just say it. Find your own authority in your own head. You don't have to go back to books all day. Take a chance and see if that chance gets fucking given flesh and blood by what's so. I'm pretty sure it will, you know, in your own life. And without you as your own authority, you're prone to be taken by many, many things, yeah? You know? So, yes, yeah. Um, I guess I, I have some questions about terms for some particular reason. Yeah. Uh, mind, awareness, negative space. Uh, med- meditating. Uh, I mean, I, I I guess I'm feeling confused about that. Uh, what I recommend, if you can get a book, yeah. I can, I wish I could remember the page. Uh, the Teachings oh. of Hawaiian Poe an old Zen master, he has one of the best descriptions of mind. See, in old Zen, mind meant everything. The big M. Yeah? So I like that the best. That's why, see, when I, when that is used, it conveys the most punch in me. The word mind. Not awareness of being or consciousness, but mind. Because I think it's a very active activity, you know? And I don't know. So what, I like that word because it, it provokes the most sense felt something. Yeah? So I use that. So that's how I use it is an old Zen way, the Chinese Zen. They always talked about mind. They didn't talk about consciousness. They talked about consciousness like I talked about consciousness. Different being defined by what it moves through, yeah? And they didn't talk about beingness or love at all or, or, or awareness. They just talk about mind. So that's why I use that term mind. Negative space, I don't think I use negative space. Do I? No. I thought you said like the net you were talking about Oh, the negative meaning, using the example of a photo. Oh, the negative. Yeah, so the negative is the true picture, and then you put it into chemicals, and then a positive, which this would be the positive, appears. So this is this is produced. 
this event. Yeah, it's produced. It's like in this in course they would say it's being dreamt. So that's a production in a way. The mind's dreaming this place. Yeah. And so here, what what seemingly is not so seems so, and what's so doesn't seem so. Just like that old statement in Catholicism, like the omnipresence of God. It used to always flip me out when I was a kid because he said it's all powerful, all all knowing and all present, yet I wasn't bumping into it. You know? <laughs> How can I not be running into God if it's everywhere? Really, it used to when I was a little kid it flipped me out. I mean I'm here, so where am I I haven't rubbed shoulders with it yet. Because in this point of making this real, what's real as a consequence will seem unreal. That's what happens. See, if reality is entertaining something to be real, it has to make its own reality seem unreal. Or the, the entertaining of this couldn't continue, yeah? It would be a big bummer for the entertaining of unreality if reality showed up. <laughs> the whole movie would be over. The story would come to an end, yeah? So that's the that For this to seem so, that cannot seem so. Yeah? So that's what I'm talking like about that. And then what, awareness? Awareness is a vague thing. It's just, to me, it's like, that's, that's the, uh, the essence of mind, yeah? It's, it's, it's an emptiness, but it's brilliantly active, yeah? And its nature is aware, so it easily becomes, it's aware, <laughs> yeah? And so if conscious contact is occurring, it's aware of it, yeah? And I would say the awareness is the context, and consciousness and conscious contact is an activity here, yeah? Going on. And, but the awareness is the context that doesn't, it can't be seen in an activity, yeah? But it, be, but by being aware of what's going on, it gets a, there's an intimation of what it is. Yeah, you sense the presence of that awareness. Can't put a finger on it, but you are aware of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, aren't you? When you get weaned off of the story that blocks it or dis, uh, like distorts that, which is the see or seeing story, when you have the sense of consciousness in contact there's an awareness of that, it produces a presence of what's aware of it. Yeah? That awareness. You sense you sense emptiness in a way. Yeah. It's trippy. But it has a profound influence. Because you're walking around now with something you weren't aware of before. Yeah. And now you're sensing it while you're conscious. The consciousness is going to end. When the body dies, you're not going to be conscious of anything. Yeah? Yeah, it's not going to. It's not going to be in contact because that's what this event is. Is consciousness is in contact, but awareness is the context. That ain't going anywhere. Yeah, there's nowhere for it to go. It's everywhere. Yeah. and you and I are of that quality. Awareness. Someone gets hits in their head. Their consciousness is severely affected. Yeah, have you seen people with brain damage? Their, their energy is sort of weird in a way because the consciousness is moving through the brain yeah the brain gets hurt really severe damage you meet them they're off they have an offness somewhat yeah don't they I've noticed it a lot and it's like like the camera got bent almost yeah the camera that the consciousness was moving through got hit where it got dented and now the consciousness is a weird is a, they're just off you know they put their little they're just off. I've run into a number of them. 
And so they're lovely people, but there's something a little off. Well, that's because the, the camera box got dented, so to speak, yeah? Now, awareness, that's not occurring in awareness, yeah? Awareness isn't affected by what happens here. But if the, the camera that's facilitating the conscious contact gets dented, the conscious contact gets defined just like it gets defined by what vehicle it's moving through. Birds, animals, insect conscious, yeah? Plant consciousness, you know what I mean? Yeah. So consciousness as it's moving through something takes on some of the limitations of that definition. But awareness doesn't, that doesn't seem to happen to awareness. It's not, it's not, it's, it's around this in this, but it's definitely not of this place. Yeah? That's, is that alright? That one? For awareness? What else? I'm trying to muddy up even more of your ideas. So I've come, awareness, space, mind, yeah, that's it. So the awareness that, that we're ultimately talking about is that which is even more aware than the awareness that I'm having right now. Yes. The, the conventional awareness. Yeah. Well, it's not conventional, but It's not like an act. See, like, for us, we tell a story that I'm aware. But awareness isn't provo- provoked by an act. That awareness is just a milu. Yeah? It's permeated. It's all there is, is that empty space. You know? Yeah. Anyone else? Don't believe anything I say about this stuff. This is all metaphysics. The point is, I don't even care about it. I just, I, what I enjoy is the traveling writer, and I haven't asked why in years. I like how, because I like to see how it doesn't seem so. <laughs> because I like to find out that I'm not that which is causing that not to seem so. But it all boils down to how you're traveling today. You know? Everything else is mind candy, in a way. Yeah? It's like being in a giant tub of water and then 
the, the water, the tub is moving this way, and then, so you're like a little bobbing ball, and then you move this way, and your head tells the story, I did, I'm moving this way. And then the currents of dualistic put you that way. So you feel, I, I feel connected. I've been really reading a lot and this and that. And then suddenly, there's another move and the bobbing ball goes this way. Oh, I feel disconnected. I should I didn't, I wasn't doing what I know I needed to do to feel connected. And then back, and it goes on and on and on. And yet, it has nothing to do. It's not producing the movement at all. It's, the mind is just going this way and then that way, and this reference point is going this way and that way, telling a story about it. <laughs> and when it's going this way, it can't be going that way. That's why it's only going this way. You know what I mean? I should be going the other way. No, you shouldn't. That's the way it's going right now. <laughs> I shouldn't be fucked up. No, you are. <laughs> That's the real suffering, is the idea that you should be different than the way you seem to be at this moment. Because the way you seem to be only is a way you seem to be. What you are isn't affected by any of it. I can go to my hometown, and where I did the worst thing at all, there's no sign that that ever happened in that space. I can look at this window and see tons of birds go by, let's say. If I was sitting a day watching the birds go by. Yeah? The bird goes by as soon as it leaves my sight, yeah? The only way I would follow it is if I had the word my in front of it. My bird, I want to know. So my mind, after it stops being seen, it follows its trail mentally, and a story ensues. What? Where did my bird go, right? But if I'm sitting there and things are just happening, yeah, life's happening, and you watch seeing them, after a while, you realize when the bird goes, the space that it was appearing in didn't go with the bird and a new space came in, the space has always been the same, yeah? All these things are moving through it, but if you're... This is called entertaining. Entertaining is, you, your mind is on the space, yet you're seeing everything that's moving through it, but your mind is, is on what's not moving, yeah? You're entertaining that, and the ability to entertain it is forever because it's not moving. <laughs> it's not moving, Yeah? So things come and go, but that doesn't. So you're, you, you see the comings and goings, but your attention is resting in the space. Yeah, That's why I use the terminology of entertaining. That's what I, closest thing I can say, that's what I mean when I'm saying it. It's an entertaining. So this possibility we've dropped into you. Yeah. So now it's in front of you, and now you just, you're just saying, you know, when... Look at the message, but look at the space it's appearing in. So when the message disappears, you got the message. Because the message was about the space that doesn't disappear. Yeah, The message does its job, but it's actually it's definitely going to go because it came. But the message says, look at the space. <laughs> you know? Space, space, space. What's happening? Like this, let's say here, if you move this chair, yeah, when I move it, do I have to get some space out of a closet that's shaped just like this? Because obviously I just, there's a big hole. I mean, this thing is real and it's taking some space up. So if I move it, there's going to be a big absence of the chair. Yeah, and I have to go and move it. Or we believe this is real. And then, so what happens is if I knock this down, i got to get a giant bit of space that looks like a wall and put it in. But no, this is appearing in space. If you knock this down, you wouldn't have to get space to fill in. It was The space is all still there with 
it's still space. Yeah? It's the same thing. What is the difference between this chair, and again, if I move this chair, how would you, the only way you could actually, quote unquote, see the chair is by remembering it, because it would be gone. This is like the self, sense of self. Now, what's the difference truly about me and this chair? Yeah? I'm not, take, I'm not a solid thing that space is surrounding but can intrude on my innate inter- integrity of being a real thing. I'm appearing in space, yes? This body is appearing in space. All these bodies are appearing in space. The space isn't going anywhere. Yeah? You can't think about, oh, the space, the, the spirit, the space five years ago was so much better than the space. No, no it isn't. It's the exact same space. <laughs> That's the ball that never moves. Get, put your eye on that ball. And you'll be able to feel and catch the other balls during the day. Much better. Yeah. You'll see red is red and blue is blue. Things You'll not be confused. I'm confused about, you know, where are the keys? I'm not confused about metaphysics at all anymore. I'm confused about, I can't keep, I can't keep my wallet in sight. <laughs> I mean, everything is just, I'm losing tons of stuff on this, this trip. But I, I'm not confused at all about seeing or anything. You know? Sure. <clears throat> Things are obvious as hell. <laughs> what more do you want? And this is with no thought or effort on your part. No thought or effort on your part. Something occurs, this, this idea allows what can make things real, entertain, making re, real what, you know, make that real. Yeah? Perfect match in heaven. And then what happens is, Stuff downloads and you find out about things. You don't know. You have no clue. But you find out, which is much more convincing to me than knowing. Yeah? When you find out about something in your gut, it's a done deal. You can actually get to a level of being convinced, believing with certainty. Yeah? Then tons of other stuff is available. Once the possibility starts being entertained, more possibilities download. You, know, you get the ability again to enjoy peace of mind. Tons of stuff like that happens. Like in AA, says we, it says you'll lose interest in yourself and gain interest in others. You'll stop looking at life as how what you can get out of it, but what you can contribute to it. All of these things will happen with no thought effort on your part. The mind is shifting. That's all. Yeah. The camera, the camera location is changing. Yeah. The aperture is opening up. You see anew. There you have it. And I find, you know, I want to apologize. I like intensives, really. I, I don't mind you doing it at all. You know, I just feel like, to be honest with I, what's ha- that the downloads that have occurred through me, i got to just tell you, you know, maybe if you're really a pro at it all, maybe to sort of suspend it for a little bit and just see what it's like to be ordinary and normal, you know? You may find what you were looking what you were looking for was what actually is looking now. You may not find it by the utensils you think would provoke it. It may be the opposite of the utensils will provoke it more. Yeah. It's a suggestion. Yes. Question. Um, so I just somehow just clicked that the idea of the aperture opening. 
And I think that's what I've been experiencing over the last year and a half. Um, and I find myself in situations where they're intense, but I'm not, mm. or whatever. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm the witness more, more, yeah. more, more. And um, I just want to understand, because, um, and not from the mind, what you're, where to give it to, that idea, to give it to what's real. That part is really, you know, it's resonating, but I, I, I guess I'm not supposed to understand. All right, well, how you do that is by telling the truth about what's not real. That's the way it works for me. Yeah? So you're not going to give it, the way you're going to give it to what's real is by telling the truth about what's not real. This included. In that, the transfer has already occurred. There's no effort. All you see is what you're not, and then what happens is, one of those times you're seeing what you're not. In other words, the selfing infers, assumes, implies that there's a self. Yeah? The language supports the same view all day. You're telling, the mind is constantly telling a story about you doing and this, thinking and feeling and seeing. Yeah, all day. So the selfing is always pointing. Like, so in Zen they have this story, you know, the finger pointing at the moon. Yeah, which is actually in the case I'm talking about, it's more extreme because there's not even a moon there. All there is is pointing, and then the mind makes the leap into being the one that's being pointed at. You know what I mean? So the pointing cannot produce the self. It's not so, but what produces the sense of or the self is what is so by falling for the advertisement. Yeah, by being in a habit of making the leap from the, the implication or the little insinuation, yeah, you fucked up, yeah, into being the you, the idea of being that you, conceptually, conditionally, old ideas, old beliefs, all like a, like an internet cloud, yeah, represented by the, the feeling of being me. And then that, that, all that information, through the identification with the me, downloads into everything in your life that's brought to you by conscious contact. So now the feelings facilitate the bondage of self. Now the thoughts being held as a thinker are used to facilitate the bonding of self. The perceptions, seeing thing from a thing, are used to reinforce the bondage of self. Every damn thing that it takes advantage of. Yeah. So now instead of seeing thoughts or hearing thoughts, you don't see there's a thought that you're the thinker of every last freaking one of them. Or that they're about you. You get that one goes. We don't see that one, and that's the, where all the meaning is being given to all the thoughts. The thoughts aren't bringing us meanings. This is giving it the meaning. Yeah. So every time something is claimed by Paul, Paul represents a lot of conditioning, a lot of old ideas. You can ex go into your experiences. When I met my first spiritual teacher, I was grew up a Catholic. I met a guru when I was 18 years old. I had no idea about gurus, Hinduism, meditation, devotion, none of them, nothing. Yet I had thousands of ideas about it. As soon as I got engaged as being Paul, having a guru, I had tons of ideas about gurus. What they should and shouldn't do, what they should look like and not look like. Yep. And I had tons of ideas about devotees. What they shouldn't shouldn't do, what they should look like, and tons of where did they come from? I had never been introduced this life to anything like it. But as soon as I got engaged with the topic as Paul, tons of 
information about the topic, all conceptual, downloaded and brought me into a freaking living hell for five years. To the point where, because I was in this weird situation, this guy was presented a Lord of the Universe, yeah? I found out that I didn't like the Lord of the Universe, and in my head that meant a whole lot. That why, who the hell are you not to like the Lord of the Universe? And man, I was just hell. You know, it's supposed to be the path to relief. It just is used to freaking cause so much bondage. I was, I was planning on trying to kill him, jokingly, but meaning it. I said, if he could just die, I wouldn't have to think so much about this. Because I wanted to leave, but who the hell is going to leave the Lord of the Universe? I mean, what does that make me? Not much. I swear. I was like in a conceptual vice of my mind's making. Yeah? And I had no idea about that topic. So where did all the thoughts come from? They're lately there. There are all these things just waiting for the mind to take them to be so, to download, to have an expression here. And where the conveyor. It happens through us. Yeah, That's why people want things to go, but they would have to have really come for them to go. All they do is appear and disappear. Yeah? If you're feeling good, some things that were appearing a lot in your life seem to disappear. Then if you start going crazy again, they appear again. Yeah? It wasn't like they were there and they're gone. They're just possibilities. Yeah? The mind is the germinator, the seed giver, the life giver, the water giver of all the possibilities. If you think you can be the source of love and not be loved in this life, you can live a life in time never being loved. Yet you're the source of all love. You can. You can pull it off. Because that, you are that reality. If that reality forgets itself, it can make anything the reality. Seemingly. At least in time. And it does, doesn't it? I mean, I was an addict, a junkie for years. That was the reality of my life. Unfreaking believable suffering emotionally, getting incarcerated, getting shot at, overdosing, shooting up with spit so I got abscesses, which I knew I was going to get, but I wanted to get out of myself. I would do freaking anything. Couldn't get to home. I just took spit in the car and did it. Tons of weird freaking things. That was as real as real could be. Then, something happens. There was like an intervention. My mind changed, and I entered recovery now for 25 years. Yeah? All of those things that were my everyday uh, partners are gone. Yeah? Almost like they were never here. Because in fact they were never here. They were just appearing because of the way I was appearing. Yeah? The way I'm appearing has effects on everything else that appears. Yeah? Get the clue. There is a reality and it's sitting right where you are actually moving right through it. Take an example. Do your own investigation. Look at some of the things. The mind will reveal tons of shit in just one view. Look at your thought system and see what it values. Does it value now or the past and the future? What do you think about usually? Past and future, yeah? So obviously that's its value. Wow, do I want to live with that as a value system? Yeah. Trying to constantly get in here when it's pulling me to go this way and that all day? Do I really want to do that? 
Alright, let's say you're having a good day. How long does your mind let that last before it starts saying, when are they going to find out I don't deserve this? When are they going to realize I'm a fraud? How long? Maybe 20 minutes? Maybe 10 if you're lucky? Now, the same head, if you're having a bad day, doesn't it say it's going to last a lot longer? So here's the one head, goes like this. The good stuff, minimize. The bad stuff, elongate. You want to live under that? See, one example of it, that's its theme. You see the examples, you'll see the theme of the conditional mind. Do you want to be led by that? It's a fucking form of slavery. Yeah. Do I want to have work towards something, and when I get there, not to be able to enjoy it? Yet all the while my head's saying, you'll really be, it'll be so great when you arrive there. Is it? As soon as I arrive there, it becomes a departure point. I'm ready for the bigger, greater thing. Do you want to live that? Do you want to live trying to get into a moment you can never be out of and try to get out of what you can never be in all day? I think it's like a form of slavery. So I saw it. You see a principle in a one example. The mind can expand on it. And you'll get a damn good picture. You don't need to be defeated 8,000 times. One defeat will show the whole thing. Yeah? That's what we say in recovery. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Well, how many manifestations do you need to be defeated by? You can learn from one or two. And then realize that's the theme of it. Selfing is like a parasitical movement. It's going to take the host, and in the taking of the host, it's going to defeat the host by its expressions, through the host. Because the host will be claiming every expression of self as its own, based on the identification as that. That's it. That's the diagnosis. That's what's happening all day. Check it out. I think it's very sobering. You see it? I'm like, whoa. You know? One. Yes? I can't do it any better than this. I've described it as clearly as I can, too. Just want to let you know. I can't do it any clearer than this. For me, there's been tons of nuggets tonight. If you entertain one of them, possibilities would blow up. Yeah? It's not a gathering of nuggets and jewels. Just stare at one and see what it tells you. And there, that what what that one nugget will tell you is aligned with all the other things that will be told by the nuggets. Yeah, see the ones. Get it. You can get it out of one. Yeah. I um. Okay, so um, going with um, the idea that awareness is. something in you that has a, like a juicy meaning, use that. If it's salami, use that. Yeah? But don't turn it into some complex Chinese thumb puzzle. 
really don't. You see it. See that is not you. It's not necessary. The selfing wants to intrude and claim it and muddy the water. Yeah? See that. Don't try to fix, don't try to clean the water. Just see what's muddy, trying to muddy the water. And if you're not aligned to it, it has no ability to muddy the water. Yeah? None. It's only when you're aligned with it that it can muddy it. Yeah? Seemingly. Yeah? See what's arising and just see it. And maybe there'll be a whispering that I am not that. Yeah? I am not that which it's arising to as this idea, but maybe I'm the seeing of what's arising. Maybe. Yeah? But it's not a word or an affirmation or a concept. It's something that happens. Yeah? And it's always happening. And what occurs is the mind finally tunes into it, and then that's that. I mean, for me, this was the last answer. It got to a point, I entertained it for a while, I was walking around, I read some books, I saw some people, and then I stopped reading books and stopped seeing people, and I entertained it, and then it revealed itself as being so. I think you should have a mini t-shirt saying, I am Salami. <laughs> I am, I am that I Salami. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think it, what happens is, we... You start doubting everything. So you doubt that voice that says, Am I using it the selfing as a self? There's the feeling that you're a self worried about the selfing. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. The selfing, just see the selfing, and the product of the selfing is that feeling that I'm selfing. Yeah? I said it in the beginning. Don't see it, see it before it, it connects with that. Just see the selfing, and you'll see the the only the highest level it can reach is verbing. Your mind makes the leap into being the one who's doing it or might making this come more confusing. Yes, that's the selfing. That's the product of the selfing. Yeah. I think it's revelatory so that you can recognize it when it's in, it's entering its inception. Because it never conceives, it never becomes so. It only seems to be so. Yeah. It only can reach the level of seemingly so, because it, and because what so is what so, and this what so is allowing it to appear seemingly so. It cannot be so. Yeah. Yes. You know, just entertain one idea and it's more than enough. You'll see the theme of everything. The whole thing, even with this talk, it has nothing to do with the words. The words are a conveyance for something. Yeah? Right. What you're feeling aren't the effects of the words. Mm-hmm. You're feeling the effects of mind, hearing it or passing it on. Yes? That's what you're feeling. Let's not, let's not make a mistake about it. The words are a vehicle. That's all. So when you start taking down the license plates numbers of the vehicle, it's like missing the forest from the trees. Yeah? Just like I ran into with the in the beginning of when I started going, to, I spoke at 
some websites of non-duality, and there were so many non-duality dualists going on. They watched every, if you used I, it was like, they were like Pharisees. They were, they knew the, the letter of the law, but they missed the whole spirit of it, yeah? To me, that's like seeing the far, the trees from the forest, or looking at the license plate numbers of the vehicle that's conveying it. The message is the mess is the, is a conveyance. It's an energy, yeah. It's a sense. The mind runs with it and makes pictures of it, but it's an energy. Yeah? And everyone in this room has been served the spiritual subpoena tonight. And hopefully, you won't be brought to the court of mind, you'll be brought to the court of light. The court of light, all your little omissions and commissions will be relieved, because in a sense, in the light, court of light, nothing ever happened. Yeah? Nothing ever happened. But in the court of mind, you're already convicted. We're all doing time here. We've been sentenced... And we live on these hopes of probation, but we know it's never going to happen. Yeah, we're in like it's like the penal system. We're in the spiritual seeking system. Yeah, we become institutionalized. I'm going to get feisty soon. I had a sword and cut some heads off. I'll cut mine first. <laughs> and then I'll come and cut over yours. Yes. Yeah. I saved one, so having a gluten free muffin. No, I mean I love all of you. I just this is just a simple invitation. I just want you to entertain it. Yeah? And and if you if if I'm around or you go to the talks your, what can happen is the mistakes that I've seen and learned, they'll be corrected in the talks. Because the thing is, is hearing the message about a lion, it isn't that the, the, the message about a lion isn't that important. It's are you hearing it with cheap ears? Yeah. If you're hearing with cheap ears, you're going to take the message, I'm a lion, to I can become like a lion. That's not the message. So there's like, there's not just the message, you've got to be an ear doctor. You have to see what this message is getting is being brought back to refer to, because that's the dilemma. Yeah, you could be saying fucking I'm a salami, it doesn't matter. But what what is the message being brought back to? Is it being brought back to a very small reference that in that reference to make sense of the reference, it's gonna make it something so it can fit inside the framing of it? So you'll never receive the guest as the guest. You'll make it into something to make it palatable. For what? The self-centered system. Yeah, This happens all the time. Every the message is heard and it's made into something. That's not the message. The message, it isn't the freaking vehicle. You've already hit you. You're the message. This is an introductory offer and you're the product. You're the, already the product. You don't have to get anything from this. It's better if you got nothing, because that's the real product, and that's the gift that keeps on giving. No thing. I saw it. What can I say? I entertained it, and it's downloaded, and it informs me in a lot of ways. It informs me always about what, what I'm not, and then it gives me the sense of what I am. Yes?
And I'm here to share what I've seen, not about what I am. You can never go, there's no non-duality teachers. Not one. You can't teach non-duality. The only thing you can teach is duality. The only thing you can teach is what you're not. You can't teach what you are. You live what you are. You find out about what you are. You don't teach it, nor do you know it. Yeah? You find out about it, and you live it. So this is a duality teaching. It's an invitation to see what you're not. And in the seeing of what you're not, it may dawn on you that you're the seeing. Yeah? That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been, and I hope it's all it's ever going to be. It's always going to be an introductory offer and not move from there because there's no point in moving from there unless there is seen to be here. There's no freaking point. It really isn't. If that gets, if that gets unengaged with, all the other shit won't mean anything. It's like taking 10,000 steps, but the first step is in the wrong direction. It doesn't mean it can be corrected by taking 20,000 more. You've got to go back to the first step, yeah? I found, why go anywhere else? Entertain that. You see what you're not. You see what you're not. You see the inference, but the leap doesn't be, isn't made. You don't get, take the role of being a self. You just see the selfing. You just see all this. You see that. And one of the moments, the emphasis goes on the seeing, and that's what I am. The seeing of what I'm not. And then it's all entertaining. That. Not studying it. Entertaining it. Yeah? Not learning more about it. Entertaining. You'll naturally learn about what you're not a lot more because you'll see it <laughs> all freaking day in your own set, in your own head, and in other people's experiences. You can see it. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Or you're just having a joyous, blissful no, moment. I, there. Dare I Doesn't mean don't come back to the meeting. 
It's realizing you have no say in coming to the meeting or not coming back to the meeting. Tell you the truth. Yes? Sorry. Yes. You're being led all day. <laughs> you we have this it's like that ride in Disney World where they have a boat and they you know, you go down and this but you should figure out when you're getting on the boat there's like six steering wheels. So everyone takes the role of the captain and they're going down a boat and a hippopotamus jumps out and they seem to turn and they get away so they're all proud. Look at that, we escaped the hippo. Then a big wave hits them. But there's a big bar underneath and someone's running the whole thing on a computer in, in Disney World Central, yeah? But even with that evidence, you'll still have the feeling that you're turning and doing this. It's like this movie uh, Moon, which is really cool. I'm going to blow it if you haven't seen it. But in the movie Moon, it's a long story about a guy. He's, he's working on the moon. Uh, at this, this is a little bit in the future where they're uh, and they found a new energy source in this in these rocks in the moon. So they have these giant machines just digging up and you know getting these things refining it to be used on Earth. And they only need like one guy to work the whole place. And he has he's been he's got a five year contract and he's got pictures of his family and he calls up his wife on a video screen and uh, and he can't wait he's going to be he's going to be off in about a week yeah then there's something that happens at one of these machines and he goes out there and he finds another person and it's him dead yeah and then the person he takes it and he isn't dead and the person wakes up while he's awake and tells him hey you know we look just like each other and you know there's like 5,000 of us in the cellar yeah, and that you're a fucking clone, bro. Now the thing is, he hears the message, and it's undeniable that he's a clone. But by the programming, he hears it as a person. Yeah, that's the dilemma. The programming is so strong, even though the evidence is so complete that he's a clone, he gets it. But the first myth that catches it is the conditionality that he's a person. And he can't escape that. And then he just gives up, and he just he gets goes to Earth, and he tries to see his wife and everything like that. He plays it all out with full knowledge, in a sense, that he's not that yet. Like it says and says, first there is the mountain, then there's something happens. There is no mountain. Then there's the mountain again. You know what I mean? So you something happens, and yet what you were it continues. <laughs> Coming to meetings and doing this and doing that. And you realize you had no say in the matter anyway. <laughs> this is what happens. When you hear that you are not this, you're hearing it as not this. <laughs> if you're, when you hear it as this, that's the whacker. Yeah? So that's why we keep questioning what's hearing it. Yeah? If you're not that, it may get really true quite easily. Yes? Yeah. That's it, eh? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.